Patrons, this is your bonus episode. We're so happy that you have become patrons of all things Montessori. We are just so grateful for that. Um, and today we thought we would talk a little bit about how to talk to elementary children. <laughs> Sounds simple, however, it's not always easy as it seems, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I hear people in the grocery store or, you know, well, back. Let me say, let me rephrase that. Yeah, back wh- when, I, when, when, <laughs> back when people interacted with each other. But I mean, you, you've heard um, adults, you know, really treat children with like disdain, or or I've heard adults um, treat them like they're babies. You know, ten year olds yeah. like yeah. talk to them in a sing song voice, and and um, you know, really not not treat them with respect. And and this can be hard sometimes when you're new at working with children and it can be hard some sometimes even in a school setting um that that not all the adults um really understand how to how to speak with children. So we thought uh that would be something fun to sort of talk about. Yeah, I mean I think the the first thing that comes to my mind is respect. Um, because I think, um, a lot of times, just like you're saying the talking down to, and literally standing over a child and talking down, I think that has Mm -hmm. such an effect that a lot of the world doesn't understand just the simple act of good getting down to their level, looking them in the eye or, or maybe not in the eye, but like being on where they are makes such a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's true. at every age, yeah, um, yeah, I would say, but yeah, especially at the elementary, and our, you know, that respect is key, and that, and we have to, like, our tone of voice should consistently transmit that respect. Um, so it should be like similar to the tone we'd have with an adult that we respect. Like, yeah. I don't really talk differently to children. I mean, I pretty much talk the same way I'm talking to you, Rachel. Right. Same. Yeah. No, it, it exactly because the sing songy or the trying too hard or any of those things, an elementary child's just going to see right through that and then they're not going to listen or like you or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, I'm not mm-hmm. dealing with whatever that is. Truly. Yep. It's yep. not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, have you had experiences with elementary children talking in a sing-song baby voice to you. Have you had that experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Same here. And um, <laughs> that can be just a hurdle to get through, you know? And um, I mean, what I do, I just, I don't do it back, obviously. And I don't really bring attention to it either, um, unless it's really persistent or if they're doing it like as they're giving a presentation, which that usually doesn't happen. Um but I just would talk, I would just mirror and talk back to them like normally. What would you do in that situation? Yeah. Or have a straight up conversation. Like the way mm-hmm. that you're talking um, doesn't, isn't, you know, isn't normally how we speak in our culture if we're trying to be taken seriously. And so, you know, or if we're trying to show respect, you know, so I'll have a mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's important that we know, you know, that we model then consistent, like respectful communication and the way that we speak 
to them so that they then learn that for their own speaking. I think the other thing when when we're communicating with elementary children, we also need to really consider our body language. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so if you approach a child, stand next to them so you're not at their level and cross your arms and frown, it doesn't <laughs> matter what comes out of your mouth or how approachable your tone is because your body language is going to transmit displeasure or inaccessibility, um, in the way that you're, you're standing. So, you know, really being conscious of making sure that our body language is open and accessible so that children mm-hmm. uh, understand that in our, in our communication with them. Um, Definitely. I had an experience with that my first year of teaching um, and it was just a fun learning lesson for me. I mean, I don't know if I use the word fun, but it was a learning lesson for me because along with body language, the children are going to mirror what you're doing and I am just a really fast walker. It's just who I am. I'm fast. And I I just have always been kind of like, I will quickly get from one place to another, but I'm also clumsy at the same time. So it's not a really good combination. And I'm really tall anyway. I could go on and on. I, I had to really think about how I was walking in the classroom because I kept seeing it in the children. And I was like, why are they doing that? I kept giving them grace and courtesy on how to walk. And then I wasn't doing it. (laughs) And that doesn't even have anything to do with talking, but I was like, what's going on? And then I kind of had a, you know, uh, an aha moment of, oh, it's me. And then that really, that really helped me kind of slow down. And cause, and also when you're walking fast, if you're walking fast towards a child, that's super stressful for everybody. They're like, oh my God, like, did I do something? It's kind of frightening. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, that was just a personal thing that I had to had to get through. But body language is huge. I think tone of voice is also a really big one too. Um, yeah, and and showing excitement is important, but you know you have to keep that in check too because it goes back to the whole, um, you know, not overly praising or you know favoritism or any of those sorts of things. Like really keeping an even keel and celebrating to celebrate, you know, you know, with the kids when it's appropriate, but not, but not overly, you know, not too much. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we need to be authentic in our emotions Mm -hmm. with the children. And so what I, I see with adults, actually, and and what my children, especially when they were elementary age, had just a complete radar for um, was, Mm -hmm. um, adults who were not authentic in their interactions with children. So if my my own person oh, yeah. my own personal children uh both if they did not feel like they were getting a real um that the adult was not being real with them, that the adult was not respecting them, the, both my children had a really hard time uh treating that adult with respect. <laughs> which no it's true um I understand and so and children can sense they're quite intuitive most children are Mm -hmm. and so when you're holding back and you're not being your authentic self in the classroom that that impacts your relationship and every conversation you have with every child they can tell and I'm you know it's a it's a delicate balance because as adults 
we can't completely um, be with the children as we would be with our peers, right? You know, uh, because, I mean, we can't swear with them. We can't. There's certain sophisticated topics we're probably not going to share with the children. You know, we can't be as relaxed as we are perhaps with a peer, but we should still allow our authentic selves to shine through. So we shouldn't feel that if we're, you know, silly and make jokes in the rest of our life, we shouldn't do that in the classroom. No, that's not true because then you're really not being yourself and the children are going to sense that you're not revealing yourselves to them. And then the children aren't going to reveal themselves to you because it doesn't feel safe. Right. So it's complicated. Um, It's a delicate balance of holding ourselves in to be, you know, an appropriate model for the children while still being authentic. Um, So, yeah, we, you know, we, we want in every conversation we have with children for them to feel that we are taking them seriously enough to share ourselves with them, that we Mm -hmm. feel enough respect for them that we're going to talk to them as we would talk to an adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that we're also comfortable enough to be silly with them sometimes and have fun with that you know that so it's a um it requires us to be real and develop authentic relationships and that happens by being ourselves that happens by treating them with respect by not speaking down to them um by really approaching them as a peer just a peer with less experience and less um maturity. So we just have to, you know, adjust accordingly for that, but not otherwise. Right. Does that make sense? Like, totally, totally. Because, you know, it's, I love the authenticity comment. It's, it is, I I have a lot of friends that are like, I don't know how you work with children. Like, I don't even know how to talk to kids. And I just kind of want to be like, just talk to them. Like, it's, it's like, it's like a um some I've I've had experiences talking to some adults being like is there like a secret way that you talk to children and like no no like you're just yourself because when you start to try too hard I mean they do they see right through that and the the when they're not when a when you're not being authentic it's it's scary to the children they don't feel safe right mm-hmm. and they're not going to trust you or or really give you um, their true self because you're not being real with them. Yeah, they are so intuitive. They really, really are. And um, and you know, they and Montessori knew this from the beginning, and she always said it. They deserve that level of respect. I think our society has sort of, yep. you know, from for years thought that children just don't need to be taken that seriously, or you know, we don't need to really speak with them like we'd speak with an adult. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it is so it's so important because you know, if we speak to them, if we speak down to them, what is that teaching them for when they're an adult? You know, like what, what is yep. that teaching that adults talk down to, to lesser or, you know, or, or smaller people or children or what have you? Like, it's not, um, anyway. Yeah. I just think that level of respect, you know, I, I grew up, I wasn't a Montessori kid, but my parents are musicians. So they'd always have, musicians visiting people we would our house would always just be full of really interesting and amazing people and my sister and I were always up there talking to adults always um and that has sort of shaped who I am and that's a big reason why Montessori really spoke to me because that's how I grew up you know 
Um, It wasn't like I was sitting at the kids table or downstairs so I wouldn't bother anybody. I was expected to be there and be a polite, you know, nine year old or however old I was, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think that when we include children in the lives of adults and when we treat them as we would adults like that, you know, for the most part, we get um, children that are capable of navigating a lot of, you know, situations. And it allows children to really grow in their understanding of the world. It allows them to build a sense of self that is a strong one Mm -hmm. and not that I'm lesser than or whatever. Um, And and so I think when you're when you're talking with children, you need to approach them like if you're helping them solve a problem, you know, you're going to approach them the way that you would, um, uh, el- you know, adults, you know. So actually, it's funny, like all the skills I used in working with children, I used with my adult students uh, when I was training teachers, you know, so mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. To, to, you know, to show respect and empathy for each one of those teachers, helping to, you know, helping them articulate themselves, taking it seriously, showing empathy for what they're saying and what they're feeling, asking to know more when I didn't understand. It's all the same as the way I would approach children. So, from that standpoint, too, when you work with children, certainly there are times that we have to assert um, some authority for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Th- there's a, a situation that's unsafe. There's a situation, you know, it's whatever. There are times we have to, but we can still do that with respect. Um, yeah. We can still do that in a way that we're presu- preserving the relationship we have with the children. You know, when we when we if we don't hold grudges with them about some behavior choice they made that helps with that like we have to just matter of factly say you know you know we walk in the classroom or you know please stop right. running you know right either way like you can't always have frame it positively sometimes you just have to right. say stop yeah, stop <laughs> um in the same way that i would do it you know if my husband or my parents were in danger stop <laughs> you know like don't, right i mean it's 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 the same sort of respect and the same sort of boundaries i would set for adults oftentimes as well so we mm-hmm. don't have to worry mm-hmm. that that treating children with respect means that we're you know not going to be able to assert that authority when we need to. You know, we still can do that. But we want to recognize children as, you know, um, as individuals that who have value and show that and how we speak to them and how we approach them, how we share ourselves with them so that they'll share themselves with us. And that's where we've got a strong relationship of respect. So in an elementary classroom, the way we speak to each other is the same way that I speak to my colleagues at work or my family mm-hmm. members or anything like that. You know, it's um, it's with that same sort of respect and um, sensitivity. You know, I'm going to choose my words wisely with children, just like I'm going to choose my words wisely with adults when I have something challenging to say. You know, it's just the same sort of thing. It definitely is. And in this piece, this vital piece of communication, it feeds into every other area of the elementary classroom. Because when you have that strong relationship with your student, um, then that's when the real work can really happen. You know, yep. if you don't have that, it's going to be pretty difficult to 
to teach, you know, it's going to be pretty hard. So it's, I think it's the most important piece. It really is. And when you have this with children, what you may find is that they then will share a lot with you. And so Mm -hmm. because you have shown yourself to have respect, they may come to you and complain about a social situation. This is true for teachers and for parents and anyone else who hangs out Uh with elementary children. And we have to remember then, too, that when children come to complain to us, sometimes they just need to vent and whine to us, just right. like just like we do with our people that we go to. I mean, don't you have people that you complain to, Rachel? Uh, yes. And, yeah, I think you're one of them. So, and, <laughs> and you don't always want like a solution, or right. you, you just you don't. Or I mean, then that's the same with children. So sometimes because they're dealing with a lot of social stuff, we're going to get them coming to a trusted adults to sometimes just vent. And we have to figure Mm -hmm. out whether they really need help solving something or if they just needed to let some emotion out. And that's part of our role, you know, when we're talking with elementary children is to show empathy for how they're feeling and then, Mm -hmm. you know, help them see if they need to solve something. But also they they may just need to express their feelings and move on. Um, Yeah. And they're whatever they're expressing the problem or or whatever, it could be really, really big, right? Or it could be really kind of insignificant in your mind, but to them, it's their entire world. So I think that empathy is so important. Oh my gosh, you lost your yarn ball. And it's like the biggest mess that's ever happened, right? And just being there for them, but also, you know, lending an ear or a shoulder, you know, it's just, it's super important to let them feel heard. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's great. It's it, the relationships that come from this um, are really valuable, and they're they will be lifelong. So, yeah. So yeah. as you're talking with elementary children, remember to like be yourself. Remember to be um, to sort of infuse in all your conversations the the deep respect and sort of love yeah. you have for the children, and um, also remember elementary children have those reasoning minds. So whenever possible you know, in your conversations, allow for the reasoning mind to to really work and emerge. So you can, a lot of times our, you know, our role is to just ask questions and help provoke deeper yes. sort of exploration. So that, totally. that's a key to, to how we communicate and how we talk with, with elementary children. And when we do that, then they feel confident talking with us. And that's where our relationship yeah. grows. It's, um, it's really, really powerful. But yeah, no, no sing-songy, no sugarcoating, no, no inauthentic Mm-mm. communication because they, they see right through that. Um, yeah, you so got to keep it real. Yeah, Seriously. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs>